Hello, everyone. This is Sonata Allison. You're listening to episode 44 of the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Parallel Podcast. So as you can see, we'll be talking about responding to temptation. Um, And I wanted to do this episode because I think that we can learn to have a different response to sexual temptation as Christians. So as you guys know, sexual engagement before marriage is demonized in the church. And, you know, it definitely is a sin that we should not be engaging in. But I think when the church demonizes something to the extent that it has with sex before marriage, um, it makes sex sinful in itself, which is not true. So this is why I want to have this conversation with you guys. So let's get right into it. So um, the main thing that gets demonized alongside of sex is thinking about sex. So we've all heard of Matthew 5, 27 uh, through 28, where it says, whoever looks at a woman um, lustfully uh, or to lust after her um, has committed adultery with her already in their heart. And, you know, when that verse is used out of context, it context, it makes, you know, your own mind feel like it's not a safe space. Um, I've had conversations with friends who have had dreams where they had sex and have felt guilty for it. Um, and you know, more than guilty condemned. And I truly believe that if you're in a subconscious state and your mind goes there, um, not because of what you were watching before you went to bed, or, you know, unhelpful, voluntary thoughts you were dwelling on, um, but you were just, you know, minding your business and just happened to have a sex dream, I don't think the Lord is mad at you. Um, I'll tell you right now, I had a dream that I kissed Justin Bieber, and I thank God for that dream, okay? <laughs> that's that's in my top two favorite dreams. Um, you know, I feel like wet dreams are freebies, but don't quote me on that. But I'm basically saying, you know, you can't be so condemning of involuntary thoughts. I don't think that's what the Lord was trying to do by communicating that verse to us. I think, you know, I mentioned this in a past episode, but the verse I mentioned earlier is not talking about simply looking at someone and thinking they're attractive or admiring their body. Um, If you read Song of Solomon, Solomon uh, was complimenting his soon-to-be wife on her appearance before they even got married. So there's nothing wrong with acknowledging appearances. What lust is about is letting your mind dwell on sin. So you shouldn't be mapping out the extent of a further sexual experience or engagement with that person. Um, You shouldn't only see that person's body for your enjoyment. Um, And I I spoke in a past episode about the ruminating and over and over thinking about it or even thinking about it way too long. Um, And I can bet money that every Christian couple has imagined sex with the other person before marriage. Like, I just feel like it wouldn't make sense otherwise because you know, usually marry someone that you're sexually attracted to. But this is why boundaries are so important in romantic relationships. There is nothing wrong with sexual desire because Jesus made sex and our bodies were made with sex in mind. So um, our natural response to sexual thoughts as Christians is guilt, you know, maybe even shame. And I think guilt should really only be present when we realize that we have sinned against God. And when I say that, I, I want you to remember that everything you do to other people at different places, um, to different things that is displeasing to God is sin. So when I say you sin against God, even if you sin against someone, ultimately that is sinning against God. So that is when guilt is appropriate and that is when repentance is necessary. But I think something that is helpful for the Christian 
who desires to surrender their mind to Christ is first to pray. You can always ask the Lord for a sound mind, especially if you're engaging, you know, in the past in habitual sin, you are going to have to make a new habit of taking your thoughts captive, like Second Corinthians 10, uh, 5 talks about. Now, if you don't have that struggle, um, sorry, if you do have that struggle, you, you know, you may have to spend more time on thought stopping. And that's literally what it sounds like. You may even have to literally say stop to yourself in your head and replace it with something else. Um, and that can be, you know, whatever you need it to be. It could be like telling yourself, I have a sound mind or just like a small prayer, like, Lord, help me to have a sound mind. Um, anything that really shifts your mind and helps your brain to create new neural pathways that are more healthy because your thoughts do affect your brain and your brain does affect your thoughts. So for those who may not have a past of habitual sexual sin or maybe have gotten to the point where their thoughts aren't as hard to stop, I think there's space for sexual thoughts. I think there's space to think about sexual things. And I'm not speaking about lust. Um, I'm saying when you have a sexual thought that is involuntary, you can give yourself some grace and remember that it's a good desire. You're supposed to desire sex. God is not mad when you desire something that he created your body for. Like you're not in trouble. You're and I think the huge thing about just being a human in general is just changing your mindset. Um, and I think we can kind of look at temptation not as something that's scary or horrible because I mean I mean it is horrible but if we change our mindset to this is just an opportunity for me to just show Christ that I love him and I think that just makes it more easy to respond to it in a more Christ-centered way um, but also not in a way that causes you to experience guilt or shame. Um, something one of my professors taught me through an evidence-based practice called CBT which is cognitive behavioral therapy is a is the river technique so um now I haven't heard it from him directly in a while so I may have like tweaked it a little bit um but I use it for my clients that have a hard time just allowing space in their brain for undesirable thoughts so let's do it now so I want you to relax a bit and close your eyes so I want you to imagine yourself in a grassy area with nice soft grass Maybe it's a sunny day, you've got your back against a tree, um, and, and next to you is a slow-moving, flowing river. And, you know, when that undesirable thought comes, imagine it as a leaf falling from that tree down to the river, and you don't have to hate that undesirable thought, um, it doesn't have to cause you guilt or uncomfortability. It just is what it is. You can acknowledge it, um, but also remind yourself that you have a sound mind and that sex is good in the right context. And you just watch that leaf until it floats down the river and it goes further and further down the river until you can't see it anymore. And at this point, you can kind of replace it with a more you know, appropriate or, I guess, different thought. Um, and you can just keep doing that with your thoughts. Just kind of take your time acknowledge them for what they are and let them slowly leave you. You don't have to have anxiety with them. They don't have to cause you shame or guilt. You're allowed to think about sexual things as they come up because you're a sexual being. So I just feel like this is a way more graceful way to interact with innocent sexual thoughts. Um, that allows you to just stay open to sexual desire when the time comes 
to engage instead of condemning yourself to the point where it's uncomfortable to engage um, in the, you know, appropriate space. And I know the question always is like, well, what if you get aroused? And then, you know, my answer to that is Corinthians 10, 13. So as y'all know, one thing about me, I'm, I'm going to use the scripture. <laughs> so it says God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. Um, but in temptation, he will provide the way of escape that you may endure it. So y'all that are out here giving into temptation habitually, look for the way out the next time you are in a sticky situation. Okay. Um, you know, the Lord always provides a way out. That's what scripture says. So, um, that might be not even going over their house or not even having that conversation or getting that close physically. Um, and along with this conversation, not thinking about it for too long and ruminating, but allowing the thought to come and peacefully go. So I just really want you guys to just have more peace of mind about this. I think the church does a, um, really bad job of demonizing things that surround sex and then expecting you to just be freely open and willing to engage um and 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 give the man the pleasure that he desires but um and also men too um but doesn't allow you the space to just kind of be a sexual being in general so um yeah just give yourself room to experience these thoughts instead of demonizing yourself when you experience them because you sometimes don't have control in, in that you know they're involuntary thoughts um so yeah i hope this was helpful in giving you more of a peace of mind and grace for intrusive thoughts that don't have to ne- necessarily be sinful so as you guys know you can follow parallel at the parallel pod and make sure to leave a review anywhere that you listen to podcasts if you haven't yet remember to kiss the sun and speak the truth in love bye